My guest today is Ben Cachero, who's here to talk about his review of Skylander's Trap Team. My name is Justin McElroy, and this is Polygon's Quality Control. This is a game for kids. You know, I I think that's accurate. It's a game for kids or people who want an excuse to spend an inordinate amount of money on toys. Well, I think we've got the right two gentlemen on this call. <laughs> In that case, it's Skylander's uh, Trap Team. Your review went up yesterday, but I'm talking to you about it now. Um, I want to start off with a general sort of question for this type of game. Obviously, this is a game that is intended for for children. Adults can obviously get something out of it, but it, it's a te- intended for kids. As a reviewer, how does your approach differ when you're when you're taking on a game like that? You know, it's it's kind of interesting because you have to wonder who the audience is, right? It's not like there's a bunch of eight year olds reading Polygon going like, "Do I need Trap Team? Am I gonna? Am I gonna?" <laughs> Am I going to upgrade into this? What's the score? Let, let me check the Metacritic. So it's I, I think what people want out of a review like that, is this something that's good for the kids? Is it going to totally kill my pocketbook? And is it going to be something that's fun to play with them? And I think those are the questions you really have to answer. Um, well, how did you answer that? How do you, How do you go about it? You know, I try to play with the kids a little bit, especially with these mm-hmm. games. Um, I like to play a lot by myself to see if it bores me. I, I play with, uh, you know, I move the difficulty up and down to see if it actually gives me a challenge. I just want to know if it's fun. I think there's mm-hmm. so many family games and games that are aimed at children that are just kind of crappy. Like, I, there's this really cynical thing in the gaming industry where I think a lot of people think that children don't know any better so that you can get away with a lot of bullshit. Mm-hmm. And I kind of look for that. I want, I like family games that actually treat kids with respect and don't talk down to them, and those are very rare. And I think the Skylanders franchise, outside of the fact it's trying to sell you a bunch of toys, does that very well. So when you're looking at a lot of your review has to deal with the the selling of the toys. There is a a rampant amount of it. It is a it is a virtual engine designed to drive you to the the Toys R Us or the KB if you have a time machine and can go back in time to where KB Toy Stores are open. Um, <laughs> the Children's Palace, if you prefer. As long as you have the time machine, you might as well go whole hog. Uh, how does that impact your review? How do you factor something like that into into a review? You know, it really depends. There are families who might have a ton of spending money and they don't really give a shit. And they're going to go out and they're going to buy literally $300, $400 worth of toys in some cases. It's not a big deal to them. If you are a family or an individual who really wants to get something out of every $10, $15 they spend on a game, then something where like this starter kit starting at $75 and then you need to buy traps and these other toys to access other areas, it's going to kill it for you right off the bat. I, I, I think presenting the information and being really honest about how the, the content is gated and how many toys you need is the way to go and then let them make up their mind. It's really kind of tricky Like, how does that impact the score? Because it almost has to do with your budget for your toys and video games and free time. I think it's a really tricky question because it it does impact the experience. And it's kind of an open question because there's not a lot of games like this. 
It's weird. I uh, one of the questions that has always um, been the hardest for me to answer as a reviewer. Uh, a lot of times, people ask me, "Should I buy this game? Is is it worth it to buy this game?" And it's it's always really tough because I don't know what sixty bucks means to you. To some people, sixty bucks doesn't mean anything. In which case, ah, what the hell? Why not? Uh, and for some folks, sixty bucks is a lot of cash. So that's that's always a really difficult uh, question to answer. But keeping that in mind, keeping that concession in mind. Do you feel like the toy purchases specifically are are providing decent value, or is it uh, more of a you know just gimme 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 type of thing? Personally, taking away from looking at the review critically, I really like games that have a toy component. I love the Disney Infinity series. I love Skylanders. I think it's so funny because it's like. There are so many BS ways that games are trying to get our money with microtransactions and season passes and DLC that's announced before the game is even out that like we've almost come to accept that. But then when you have DLC that like comes in a toy, like that's a bridge too far, you know, like this weird line we we draw. I wish more DLC came with a cool thing I could put on my desk, Mm -hmm. like my collection of skylanders and disney infinity toys and i i find the toys oddly high quality the sculpts are really good the paint jobs are fun they're really kind of heavy in your hand and they're neat like my younger kids play with the toys without even putting in the game are they articulated usually i mean the, the toys no these are statues i mean they're yeah. not like you can't like move the arms or anything um some of the skylanders if you put them on the portal like little bits of them will light up which which, which is really cool so the kids like just putting them on the portal and watching the, the things glow and everything. Yeah. So like you can play with it. Like it, it is definitely a toy that's fun. And like the swap force figures you can break into with the magnets and mix and match and make your own characters a little bit. So I, I think that's kind of neat. I do think it, it adds value. It is definitely designed to be a high margin cash grab. But like I kind of feel like it's a two way street. I really enjoy getting something physical out of it, which is something you don't. I mean, we don't have instruction manuals in most games, you know. Mm-hmm. And here you get a little cool toy of the character that when you put on, you get to play as the character. That used to be my favorite when I would uh, when my parents would drive me to the mall to buy a game. It used to be my absolute favorite moments were the drive back from the mall when I would crack open the instruction booklet <laughs> and read to them in great detail, like. Uh, well, apparently this this pancake stack looking thing will suck up your sword and, and it won't <laughs> give it back to you. Um, how do how different do each of the characters uh, feel? Uh, obviously, that's part of what you're getting when you um, get uh, uh, one of these toys. How, how how much of a different flavor does that bring to the action? I think that's one of the really cool things about Skylanders. And the nice thing about it is Toys for Bob, the game's developers, they really can phone this in if they wanted to. They have the momentum. They have the marketing spend. The the toys are such high margins that they're going to make a lot of money for Activision no matter what they do. I really appreciate the fact that they don't. Like, each character moves in a different way and has different special effects. It can be leveled up and you you buy new powers. And each one looks and feels and acts so differently in the game that it's really fun to, like, find your favorite characters and kind of level them up and stick to it. Or, like, I'm only going to play with flying characters or I'm only going to use watery characters. And that it, it adds a really cool thing to it. And the other neat thing about it being on a physical toy is when you level a character, that information is kept in the toy. So when my daughter is playing the iPad version of it with the little character, she actually gets to use everything I bought for that character in her game. 
And if she gains two levels, then I get back a level eight Skylander. So it's almost like we're grinding with the same characters in this really fun way where we get to build off each other's successes. And I think that's a cool kind of communal way to play asynchronously almost it's it's a so really writing to the toy yeah there's like a little bit of storage in there so it's just Whoa. it updates the stats and i can even like this has been skylander so i can put my initials in there it gives you three you know little things so if i have two of the same skylander i can put it on the portal and see which one's my son or which one's mine do you can you use all of the previous skylanders in in this game like can can every skylander you bought be used in the game yes but they did so you can play with your favorite characters from older games but they did this tricky thing where like to get all the content you have to have specific quote-unquote trap master characters so if you have to have like a plant type skylander you can't just use your existing plant type skylander you have to use the plant type trap master fifteen dollars and ninety nine cent buy it now at Toys R Us figure. So they are getting clever to make sure that you can't use your existing collection to kind of see it all. But if you just like a character, yes, you can play with them and trap team. And it's a really cool aspect to it. God, when Nintendo finally releases their Pokemon version of this, we're all so dead. How did they let Activision get there first? I, right. Like it's, like it's ridiculous. It's bizarre. Um, uh, what about the bosses? Trap team adds the ability to like trap bosses and use them in combat. How does that? How does that sort of change the formula? Gosh, it's it's really it's really cool because so it's they made the 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 toys even higher margins. Like the bosses, the traps you buy, and you need like seven of them to get all of the elements right, and they're seven dollars mm-hmm. each. So you're already in like a huge mm-hmm. investment for these traps. But when you put them in the portal, there's like a little slot and they're just like clear plastic. They're, you know, it's a mold. They, these were really easy to make. But when you put them in the little slot in the portal and you trap a boss character, it does this. There's a speaker in the portal and it does this cool little like illusion where the sound fades from your TV and then fades up in the speaker in the portal. So it it actually kind of like sounds and feels like the character moves from the TV into your living room. And it does that every time you move a character from the trap to the screen. So you feel like you're almost interacting with the game world in this really cool imaginary way. It's like a flea circus almost. It has that neat little illusion where you think you're seeing the little fleas going up and down and the kids like talking to the character in the trap as it flashes and you hear the voice. It's so gimmicky, but like the 11 year old in me just thinks it's so cool and I'll spend time just moving the character back and forth. The uh, the designers, you talk about how Toys R Us for Bob uh, borrows a lot of uh, sort of existing game conceits um, and and repurposes them in the game. Are there new ideas too that they're adding that are sort of building on the unique premise of of Skylanders? You know, I I think if you've played a lot of platformers or a lot of games in general, you've pretty much seen what the gameplay is going to be. It really is kind of a grab bag from all these different genres. Like, there's a level that's kind of like an homage to MOBA games where you have, like, you know, these little creep characters running with you and you're, you know, assaulting walls as the turrets attack you. And I'm like, neat, this is actually, like, really basic League of Legends stuff. There's some bullet hell areas where you have to, like, dodge and look at patterns. So it's fun to kind of see, like, oh, it'd be neat if we threw that in there. 
But it, if you're an older gamer, you've seen this all before. It's very much a mixture of existing ideas that you can play with all these different characters. So they're, they're not reinventing the wheel. They're just using kind of a lot of different smaller wheels. Uh, i got some questions from, from readers about your review. First one comes from Jeremy, who asks uh, about the mini versions of the characters and how they're integrated into the game. It seems like Traps that focus a lot of reviews, which makes sense based on the title, but um, he's curious about the, the mini uh, figures that Trap Team has, has introduced. Well, now they can sell you mini figures. I don't, many, many figures. So they're smaller, and you can buy them and put them in the game. Um, you know, my kids like them just because they're, they're little toys. I think there might have been one or two areas where you need one to get to an item. But overall, it's very gimmicky. It's just, here's some smaller characters. Are they smaller in the game, too? Yeah, they're smaller in the game. So you That's can, like, cute. fit in things, and you can dodge. And they have higher-pitched voices. So it's like the mini version of the character you love. You might have bought him before, but you better give him twelve more dollars because this one's smaller. So Joshua asks uh, if Ben has also played Disney Infinity, which you have. Oh yeah. Which of the two games, Skylanders Trap Team or Disney Infinity, would he recommend for more mature gamers or even gamers without kids? Is the choice as simple as whether or not you prefer the Disney license over the creative cartoon characters Toys for Bob has been pumping out? I know Disney Infinity has a sandbox mode to let hobbyists content editors run wild, but I think Skylanders generally beats out the competition in terms of sheer mini games or activities available. I would say, you know, and I hate making this kind of, because it's really, it really is what you're into. Like you said, it's hard to know what players like, but if you want just a fun game, you can sit down and play and go through the missions and see the story and enjoy the mini games. I think Skylander has it all over Disney Infinity. What Disney Infinity does very well and how I play it in my home is unstructured play it's kind of this idea that you can put on the iron man character and fly around a city and then you can move things around in the city or create a mini game or download a toy box it's not as much story based even though you have the little play sets it's very much kind of open-ended have fun use your imagination like you're playing with real toys in this virtual world um, I get a lot out of that playing with the younger children. They love just having an Iron Man character who can fly around and they can hang out with, which is not anything you get in many games. Usually you're fighting things, and if you just try to play, you'll die really quickly. So I love how much freedom Disney Infinity gives you to just hang out and have a good time. But for, from how the question is phrased, I think you're going to have a better time with Skylanders. Ben, if I was a family that that only had, let's say I only had the money to buy exactly what comes in the box, just the basic things in the trap team box, how much is my enjoyment of the game going to be impacted? You're going to be pissed off all the time. Okay. Be because like you can play through the entirety of the campaign and you can see a lot with what's included. Like it's not a piddling amount of content you get in the box, but the game is designed to gate content that you can only see with specific types of toys there's always like you find new powers for characters you don't have and it's like do you want to preview this character and then if you click yes you basically get like a commercial for that character like wow look at the powers look at what this dude can do wouldn't it be you should freaking talk your mother into going right now and buying this is is basically kind of the subtext right so the mm -hmm. game is constantly pitching you on toys all of the time. It's unavoidable. And I think if you don't give in and buy at least a few extra ones, it's just you're going to pass by so many things you can't access. You're just going to get frustrated. 
Uh, I have a question from Brian that's really for me, but I'm co-opting this section uh, <laughs> of the podcast. He says, as a general follower of the video game scene, the next couple of releases, but uh, he knows, but without with the crazy release schedules and uncertainty reviews, he's wondering how we, the listeners, should know to send in questions for a game we know is coming out soon. Um, I say you can... Uh, what I have been doing is basically asking people for questions when a review is already published, because I think it's easier to, to sort of know what to ask that isn't in the review, which is what I'm more uh, interested in. But uh, anytime you want to send a question about a game that you think we're going to be reviewing soon, uh, feel free to email qualitycontrolatpolygon.com and uh, I'll look it up uh, it, when I go to re- you know record an episode to see if there's something in there that demands uh, to be asked. So you know, feel free to email those anytime. Try to put the, the name of the game in the, uh, the subject line if you don't mind. And if you see something go live on the site, I'm probably going to record an episode about it pretty soon so uh, if one isn't already in there so uh you know feel free to send them in then to quality control polygon.com uh ben kachera thank you so much for joining us uh on the show uh thank you to us i've adopted the royal we now handle that um <laughs> thank you for listening uh if you could take a second to go subscribe to the show on itunes and leave us a rating and a review uh that would be hugely helpful thank you to the itunes uh, podcast official account for tweeting about the show that that was really nice of them to do so uh we are here inconsistently we are we are here whenever there is a new game to talk about so uh that's the best way to keep tabs on the show is just subscribe and let them come to you uh like that again our uh email address is quality control at com. you can write whenever you want to ben thank you again for being here with us thank you so much for having me for Ben Kachera, I'm Justin McElroy, and you've been listening to Polygon's Quality Control. Quality Control.